What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the We're Gonna Be Dads podcast. This is Al Hefe recording live and direct from the Billy Shears podcast studio in lovely Milton, Ontario. I just want to put it out there that we are moving studios. Yes, the podcast is getting bigger, better, and badder. Uh, with that being said, we're going to have some slow times, so... I'm going to try to keep pumping out as many podcasts as we've got in the can. We've got one more part two of Scott and Brad from Smash Wrestling. I think it's going to be called Smashling. Um, check that one out. It should be out later this week. And then hopefully next week we've got a fresh one with uh, the regular crew, Miss Six, John DeNoir, Bob Walker. We'll just get those guys going. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to cut this one off. Enjoy this podcast. The We're Going to Be Dad's podcast is still in rotation. is a special presentation from the Not After 30 podcast. Mike, the coach, Paraconi, and Anthony El Jefe De Francesca are going to be dads. This is a We're Going to Be Dads podcast. What's up, Dana Nation lovers of the Not After 30 podcast? This is episode four of the we're going to be Dad's podcast. I'm joined across the table by my fellow dad-to-be, Mike Perconi. Mike, say hi. Hey, Anthony. Hey, Nana Nation. How's everybody doing? And across the table, our daddy for the night, the co-host of the D-Friend, Grown Up D-Friend podcast. And, the host, and host of Leaf Talk. <laughs> and, and host of... Leaf edition. Leaf edition. Or Suds and Buds. Suds right? and Buds. Yeah. Yeah. Or as you said, Suds and Duds. Suds and Duds. I'm like, oh, you know what? You know you're a true Leaf fan when yeah. you call them Duds. Yeah. Dave. Dave, say hey. Hey. Smooth. All right. This is episode four of our sub series of We're Gonna Be Dads podcast. Mike and I are. I, where are we now in our pregnancy? Uh, we're currently. Um, what, what have I got? I got 10 weeks to go in, in ours, so 30 weeks 30 in. 30 weeks in? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're very, very excited. We're doing this. Uh, if this is your first time listening to this series, this is a series where dad, uh, Mike and I are going to be dads for the very first time. We bring on experienced dads to give us a little bit of an education on fatherhood and all the good things to expect. Today we have Dave in studio. Dave is a father of two gorgeous little boys. Dave, why don't you talk a little bit about your children? They're the best. <laughs> that is that's a little bit. Yeah, that's okay, well that's perfect. <laughs> you uh you answered the call. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you know what, as as their uncle, I, I would agree they are pretty awesome, so No, they're the best. Oh yeah. <laughs> are they looking forward to Anthony's kid? Yeah, and they, are they, are well, they cognizant of that, or where they at? In absolutely. Their... Well, the older one uh, definitely knows. Well, how old are they first? Uh, I have a three and a half year old, and a I guess he's about fifteen or sixteen months now. Okay. Um, and um, so the older one knows that there's a baby coming, and uh, Anthony and Brittany are keeping it a secret uh, what the baby's name is. So he knows her as Sky. Uh, he wants to call her Sky. Okay. Um, he's trying to give her a name. And. Uh, but formerly he knew her as Peepee Head. Nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> Anthony would call him Pee Pee Head. So he's like, no, that's your baby's name, <laughs> Pee Pee Head. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. Kids are dumb. Hmm. So, okay, so this is episode four. Um, in this episode, we're going to kind of go over some of the, the 
joys, highs and lows of the first trimester. Um, and we're really coping with the wife in the first trimester. The fun arguments that you may or may not have, dealing with those fun arguments. You uh, fun arguments? What kind of there's no blissful marriage? Yeah. Like, just me? Okay, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Sorry, yeah, you're arguments. having fun arguments? Because I remember how your first trimester went, and it was <laughs> tough for me. It was tough for everyone involved. Yes. Even the little baby. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get right into it. First thing. Oh, actually, you know what? Good call. Really quickly, we are drinking orange snail. They're brand new stout. Very delicious. Guys, what do you think of the stout? Actually, I really like it. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying to figure. It's got like a, just a touch of sweetness. I don't know if yeah. it's chocolate or not. It doesn't feel Maybe strong vanilla? enough to be chocolate, but it's there's something. It's very smooth. I'll yeah. Tell you that. yeah, it's, no, it's very, very, very smooth. carbonated on the right touch. Yeah. 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 Mike. And I'm not even just pumping tires. Like This is I, this is one of their better ones. I like this. Yeah, one. and you know what? This is a perfect maybe pint, pint and a half yeah. to have. Yeah, exactly. And With a nice steak. I just realized uh, mom and dad have like that carbonated toy like you know you put yeah. your water in this bottle soda stream. And, yeah soda stream okay i wonder if you could do that with your beer and just add some more carbonates to it yeah but why would you want to well super carbonated beer isn't just be burping good. a lot well it's not really my i don't really have a problem with that normally it'd be something mm. i don't know i'm gonna try it out sometime <laughs> okay <laughs> well need a beer on the go or yeah. a beer with your burger or something yeah. like that you know save, save that for um beercation beer with, with aaron chalupa <laughs> i'll ask him Mike, you had something uh, pretty life-changing happen to you. Why don't you explain it to the listeners? Yeah, I was uh, actually uh, just off the cuff. I was involved in a motor vehicle incident uh, last week. Um, just rear-ended from behind while I was driving. And, uh, yeah, I guess anybody who's ever been involved in something like traumatic like that, uh, it is a, it's a perspective-changing moment because you tend to think of yourself as invincible and, and life's going to go on forever and, and, and those kind of things. And it's just it's kind of a humbling thing. Uh, it's a traumatic thing, uh, and it's something where you start to reassess like what's gone on uh, in your life and, and where you're going, and, and it's even more meaningful now that I know my wife is pregnant. So uh, I'm happy that it didn't turn out worse. Uh, um, and, yeah, I mean, still dealing with a little bit of pain there, and, uh, and I've, been, I've been told it won't go away for some time. But, uh, you know, uh, I guess in situations like this, regardless of the outcome, you just have to be grateful. Uh, and... Uh, I'm just going to do my best to recover uh, and uh, be in the best shape I can uh, to be there for my son. Does it does it scare you a lot? Because, I mean, he hit you. He the the accident happened. It's pretty serious. Sure. Now, how much does that affect you for the next step with with a child and everything like that? Like, of course, everyone's goal is to heal up as quickly as possible. Right. But, um, like, how much does that affect you know the idea that. You, you're gonna have to be having a baby boy, mm-hmm. um, you know, and baby boys are, tend to be very active. So, yep. you know, how, how much does that worry you? How much does that, that put a stress on? It does mental yeah, stress for sure. You. There's definitely stress involved, and I think I'm maybe trying to downplay it a little bit just because that's what I tend to do with things. Because but, you're a man. Um, but yeah, no, for sure it's stressful. For sure I'm concerned about the future, uh, and uh, it's early on enough on that you know I still don't really know what the final outcome is going to be, but. Uh, I've just been trying to manage it as best I can and uh, and making sure I see my doctor and, mm-hmm. and kind of keep an eye on that. But for sure it's concerning. It, those are the kind of, you want to be in the best shape you can uh, to be there for your, for your kids and to play with them and stuff like that. And I hope there's not an impact going forward. But I, I think it's early enough to say that I don't know. Uh, and uh, I just got to make sure I, I take care of myself so that, of I, so that I can recover as best as my body will allow me. You, know? um, you, you text me. It happened on a Tuesday. We normally record on Tuesday. Yeah. And you message me and you're like, uh, I just got into a pretty serious accident. I don't know if I'll be able to make it. Which 
um, as someone who, who takes a lot of pride in the podcast, made my heart glow. I was very nervous for you, but I was yeah. so happy that you took that time because some people like, just might not even call. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's other things to yeah. take care of, but uh, you called or you text me, and, and I, I thought that was like, like I was like, wow, this guy just got into a car accident. His life's upside down, <laughs> but he still took the time to message me. And all. Are, you, are you referring to somebody in particular? No, I, I don't want to get into it, Dave. But, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm so thankful that you made that call. And do you remember the text message I sent back to you? If anything bad or serious happened to you? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, that you would uh, take care of my son and raise him to be like a quality left-handed pitcher, of which course. I appreciate. Yeah. Like I, there's, that's, I think I've made it very evident that that's my goal. Yes. I, my, again, my kid will never listen to this if he takes a ballet or something else like that. By all means. So yes. get at it but you know um, yeah I thought that was pretty funny made me chuckle a little most of it come with Anthony training I'm just a reliever at best hey, I love to relievers with the Jays <laughs> right now so well if you can wait 20 years kid <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Donaldson will still be playing at that time mm-hmm. alright gentlemen let's get into it uh, Dave pick a number one two five five alright so, Dave, um, as our dad, as our Yoda, as our samurai master going into this fatherhood thing, let me ask you, fighting with your wife while she's pregnant, how do you avoid fights? Oh, man. Or how, how, how the hormones are... Were you are, able to avoid... Yeah, are you? Yeah. You know, there is no avoiding fights, man. Right. Even if you, They like, follow you around the house, right? You see, the thing is, like, with, our, with our first pregnancy, uh, the, the first trimester was... Super hard. Like the hormones are all over the place. Mm-hmm. I remember getting in at least three big fights. And normally my wife and I really don't fight that often. Or if we do, it's pretty petty things. Um, but this this was like, these were huge fights. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Like, is this what the whole pregnancy is going to be like? like? Like, thankfully, it was only the first three months. But uh, going into our second preg- pregnancy... Uh, I was sort of anticipating it a little bit more, and I was trying to avoid it as much as possible. So by uh, by trying to be on my best behavior, especially for the first three months, um, we still got in some pretty big fights. There's just no avoiding it. Like they're just trying to pick a fight with you all the time, and you have to be the coolest guy in the world. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not the coolest guy in the world. I can't hold my temper <laughs> to uh, to a certain point, anyways. Do you, do you th- like, how much like are you able to say like hey this these are your hormones because I yeah. tried that it doesn't yeah. work yeah I know I know I said hey listen you're all over the place you're not really balanced right now just chill out that's just more fuel to the fire mm-hmm. yeah but she didn't <laughs> calm down when you told her to chill out mm-hmm. no I, it was just like I or I that almost, it was because she was a woman that she was wrong <laughs> this time that doesn't tend to work it, out it was sort of like I, I did this thing once when it was probably in our first pregnancy where I held her. Like, I was, like, holding her. Like, like restraining her? Well, restraining her, but it's not like she was, like, throwing, Get, throwing her arms her at focus, me. Getting her focus, basically. But, yeah, yeah, just, like, holding her, like, almost like, all right, just chill out for a second. And yeah. she just, like, started screaming. I was like, all right, I'm going to go upstairs, <laughs> go for a drive or something, cool down. Like, I don't, like, just, you need to go for a walk. Like, uh, there's nothing I can do. You're yeah. flipping out. You just need some time. Like, there's nothing you can really do. I've had a couple of, like, I, I, there's been a couple of those blow-up moments, and I'd say half the time she reflects back on it and says oh yeah you know like my hormones were sort of out of whack like after a couple hours and just kind of cools down but i definitely noticed that there was more of that like friction in the first trimester and that it has eased as maybe we've both gotten aware of the situation maybe as her body is normalized and just the fact that she's not 
like the first trimester was pretty tough for my wife. A lot of sickness, a lot of uncomfortability. Um, so, I mean, I, I, if I were her, I'd probably be pretty upset all the time yeah. too, right? So, um, but yeah, I, I found it really waned after. In fact, I talked to her about it a couple of days ago. I'm like, you know what? Like, we had a lot of fights a couple of months ago, and now, like, for the most part, it's just like, what you know she'll ask my for my opinion on something on decor and i won't like it and i'm like well then fucking do what you want like you yeah. know enjoy like go get at it right so there's no i think i've learned to not disagree because i've also learned like man nothing i say really matters she's going to do what she wants anyways <laughs> yeah. and have at it right you know right it's usually once they start trying to convince you like their idea or their opinion on something or their style it's just like yeah okay whatever you want then like, well, I'm not going to fight you on it. Obviously, you want one way. You just want me to agree with you. So, okay, go. Yeah. I'm not wasting any time. Us, us guys are so efficient with not only our lifestyle, but conversation, too. We get right to the point. So, when we're dealing with a woman, especially with, you know, up and down hormones, and they want something or they're trying to get an idea across, it's just like, okay, whatever you want. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, it's going to be your decision anyways. Like, it's the 3% that we care about. We care about the 3% and everything else. Just go ahead. Mm-hmm. You know? So, is there any way where you can... Um, like talk talk to your wife like she knows like she knows she's going off but she's she's trying her best to defend the conversation doesn't make any sense right is there is there any way to kind of walk her off like walk her off that ledge no (laughs) okay the the simple answer is no like you can try to put logic into it you just navigate through deeper waters yeah. at that point I don't yeah, see the exactly, point right? exactly <laughs> you definitely like, like I mean, lands right there <laughs> but you want to like take the long with the scenic <laughs> route right? what's, no. what's that person called in court where they're stenographer yeah, yeah. yeah. Well yeah. I, I wish we had someone like that with our fights <laughs> so you could see how far off track it's like wait wait what was the original argument about because you just talked about 10 different things that you're upset about with me yeah. but what was the original complaint because you ate obviously the last Cheerios yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like I, I solved that first complaint and you just went on to something else because you just you know you're upset about something in general not yeah not about this point but Okay, that's probably more magnified in pranking I think we're just dissecting the man versus woman. I bet you that Mar- uh, men are from Mars, Jupiter book oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I bet you that's all. Like, if we just wrote that book, I'm yeah. sure if, if any man ever read it, they'd tell you that, right? But um, no, I mean, it's very much more magnified, especially when the hormones kick in. Yeah, and I feel like it's their number one objective is like, I need to get my point across because you're not, excuse me, you're not listening. Not that you're not listening, but you're not understanding what I'm trying to say. Right, and I'm, I'm forcing you to get. To, to know my opinion right now whether it makes sense or not mm-hmm. yeah I think that happens a lot yeah, yeah. and you just kind of got to roll with it you got to there's no sense start. in escala- like escalating it and getting her all worked up because in the end the only one you're hurting is the kid really you got to make sure yeah. she's level as much yeah. as you well, can that's, yeah that's the biggest thing is you want the calmest kind of environment for the baby and yeah. when they start freaking out it's like oh god you're doing this you're yeah. doing this yeah. but what else can you do okay so Maybe a good solution is maybe go for a walk. Would you say go for a walk? I would for say a nine-month vacation, but I don't think that's very responsible. That's probably the best way to avoid arguing. Those sailors had it right, man. I, I know for uh, <laughs> I know for our first first pregnancy, I would, especially like later in pregnancy, I, I used to give her uh, nightly massages just to cool down. I know it sounds like a, a bitch out thing to do, but. Uh, I would do it mostly, it was a, sort of like a connection thing with the baby and everything, but just coconut oil massages, and it was pretty good foreplay, I should say, which was always nice. helpful, yeah. 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 Good. All right. Dave. Yeah. Dad. Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> buying new versus buying used. 
Now, I before we get into this conversation, I want to say up front and forward that I really admire what you and your wife have done. Um, you guys really make, I guess, giving things new life or re re purposing things. You guys have done a very good job with that. But I think the battle of buying new versus used is a big thing, and I think it's a really a men man versus woman thing too. Because I would love to buy more used things to save on the money spending. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but my wife also believes that, you know, this is a first child and first grandchild on her side. And I, I believe a lot of what she wants is like, no, she's going to have the best. So she'll have everything brand yeah. new. Yep. Well, that's exactly the problem. Now, sorry, really quickly, <laughs> I just want to defend myself. And I also want to say that my wife has bought some used things. But for the most part, uh, I think 95%. Yeah, 95 will, will probably right. be. Like you got a couple used things, but... Uh, Obviously, the majority of things are brand new, and you know, rightly so. With your first kid, especially, you want to—it's—it's a new experience for everything. You want—it's almost like you're getting married. You know, you go through all those steps of, you know, we're engaged now. We have a party for this. Okay, we're gonna have a dinner here. We're gonna go to this event. We're gonna go to this wedding show. We're gonna buy these flowers. All that bullshit. Um, thank God, my wife is pretty economical when it comes to this stuff, and she's been at the forefront of this. It's not me, because really, I don't give a shit. Um, she has gone to thrift stores and found brand new clothes at thrift stores or um, uh, or Goodwills or something. So she, you know, we've gone on Kijiji and gotten bed cribs and dressers and uh, baby changers. We've had, you know, everything pretty much reused. The only things that were new were from our parents, which we asked not to. We said, you know what, just give us some money. We'll put it into his, uh, his savings account yeah. um, because... We don't need anything else. We have a ton of clothes that we got hand-me-downs from other people that we know, like you know Todd and Andrea. They gave us a box of clothes. Mm-hmm. We used them, and then they had a boy, so we gave them back, and then they were able to reuse those again. So like, it it just goes in a cycle. And the best part is, you know, you know, you're having a girl, unfortunately. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, I would say, I would say, I would almost hope for another girl, so you could just reuse those clothes for the next one because this shit gets expensive. Right. And we're talking about little things that she might get to wear once, maybe twice. Maybe. She might not even get to wear them. Like, you might get a lot of gifts for your baby shower that you might not even get to touch. And that's where she sees a lot of these clothes where they're full-on outfits with the tags still that people never got to use because the baby grew out of them way too fast. And, listen, uh, you know, we... The only thing we did and what we do is after we're done using them because two kids is all we want, we've just recycled them back into Goodwill or thrift stores or whatever the case is and give it to someone else that can make use out of it. And we did. We just kept a couple selected uh, clothing that we really liked or were memorable or whatever the case was, um, just for a safe keep. But other than that, we get rid of it. We cannot stand the lifestyle of a hoarder. We cannot stand wasting money. And I don't want to say it's wasting money, but really, like I, I don't, I don't. It's not. A, it's not a wise purchase, regardless in yeah. terms of like, like you know thirty dollars for an outfit yeah. that may may never wear. Like, I hear well, you. We're talking about like a baby's room, setting it all up. We spent. I can ballpark we spent maybe under 300 bucks to do the whole baby's room. That's paint and everything. So, um, and we decorated this thing, like, to the nines. And so it wasn't like we were, like, here's a rug, baby. You can sleep on this. That's all we could afford. It was something very economical where we didn't have to spend thousands of dollars and everyone's always like kids are expensive well yeah they'll they're maybe make them expensive they're they're expensive maybe when they get into sports or extracurricular stuff but not when they're babies man that's not when you're going to spend all this money because they'll never remember it they're not gaining anything getting anything from this it's all about you or the grandparents that are getting something from it and if you want let the grandparents spoil them but by all means like 
don't get too much. Like, I don't want my kids to be spoiled. So when people say, like, oh, this is my first or I want to do this or I want to do that, it's like, no thanks, man. I want my kids uh, <laughs> to have the hard road so they, <laughs> they earn what they get. I'll those give them some stuff. Character. Yeah, obviously. I don't want them to be a spoiled little brat where they whine about something if they don't get what their way. That's not how we want to do things. So, so um, was there anything that you wanted new? Like, was there anything specifically you say, you know, like, like I'm not going to settle for buying something used or new or, or used or, or secondhand? Well, I, I guess, I mean, and we've only done this through, like, our parents getting stuff, but I guess probably something that you should probably buy new once they start walking or, like, maybe a good pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to get that used, like, make sure they're in very good condition where they're not used that much uh, because you want them to have that support of, of walking and building those muscles in the feet. But otherwise, uh, I mean, even walking barefoot, especially if the temperature is right, um, is probably the best way to build foot muscles for a baby anyway. So, um, you know, you can really go either way. But I can't imagine really anything brand new that we've gotten him other than you getting him a, him a brand new Blue Jays jersey, which, yeah, you know, you could have found probably used somewhere too. Maybe could have. But you didn't. But I didn't. <laughs> you want to add anything to that, senor? I've spent a fortune... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's the thing is like, I everything I heard there, I wish I'd thought of a few months ago. But at the same time, I think we circle back to what we talked about before. It's really not up to me. Yeah. So you know, he, he even said that that sort of uh, demeanor towards cost savings or repurposing and all that, that was very much guided by his wife, and he couldn't give a shit. Yeah. So my wife really wants some nice new stuff, and we're not necessarily the handiest type that would think about that kind of stuff. Um, we are getting things from grandparents because it is the first grandchild on one side and certainly the first one in a long time on her side. So, um, yeah, but for sure, I've spent a couple thousand dollars, I'd say, realistically, if I'm being honest with you, yeah. in, in, in preparing for our baby. And it is a lot, uh, but at the same time, my wife's happiness and what she wants and how she pictures this is more important to me than money. Right. So I don't really care, and, and it doesn't, in the end, I think... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm listening to this. I'll, I think I'll take some of what I just heard there and, and think about that when it comes to, you know, we haven't bought a lot of clothes yet, which is good. Right. And I, I like what he's saying. And we also, we were getting hand-me-downs too. I'm waiting. My wife has a baby shower coming. Right. And we're waiting until after that till we do almost everything. Yeah. We even have to get some more decorations for the room and stuff like that to kind of really make it like his own. But um, we've kind of sat back and we'll, we'll see, wait on that because he's going to sleep in a bassinet the first little while anyways next to our bed. Right. So I, I have time after he's born to do that, to yeah. do it right, you know. Uh, so we, for us, we've been trying to save, like we haven't bought... Um, we haven't bought the major stuff yet in terms of like uh, a stroller, a cri- uh, a, what do you call it? Um, uh, car seat, car seat yeah. all that kind of, all the major purchases. Oh, yeah, that's something you should buy brand new. I was going to say, yeah. to me, the line that I see is reasonable is just legitimate safety. Yeah. Right. It, it, and it comes part and parcel with my job, and I also think it's just being a responsible po- parent in modern day and a law abiding citizen. All right. the things we should all do as fathers. Yes. Right? So, um, yeah, that kind of stuff I don't think you can get around. I really think you should, and you're protecting yourself and your child by doing that. But otherwise, I, I think uh, I think it's a really good idea, what, and you just have to follow your wife's lead for the most part. And if you do have a budget, then you just have to rein her in when that budget comes. Okay. If that's that's your job, I think. Yeah. With that being said, Mike. Um, Excuse me. Sorry, that's did I take that my line. Um, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, safety is probably the thing that you should be buying brand new. Even when we got him like a hockey helmet, you you can't oh, yeah. buy something used like that. Yeah. You got to have it brand new. And well, uh, if anything were to go wrong, you'd, you'd eat yourself up over oh, it forever, absolutely. even more than whatever you yeah. already would, right? Yeah. So I think you just got. I think it's peace of mind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this kind of goes hand in hand. Is uh, what kind of value can be found in a nursery? 
What do you mean by a nursery? Uh, like, like so, baby's baby's room. I guess nursery is probably not value. Right. I th- would think it's a money pit. I don't think there's any value yeah. in it, right? I, I'll tell you it's what. It's for the parents, right? Like, it's not, it can't it's, be. It's, it's, it's the nesting yeah. requirement of the mother, I believe. I'll tell you what. Um, both baby rooms that we had for both our kids, I think our first one maybe used it a little bit more. We kind of had it set up to be like a playroom for him. You know, if you were to use it, yeah. We never use that shit. For, for a little while, he was sleeping in his crib. For the most part, he ended up sleeping with us. Same with the second one. We yeah. never used any of those bedrooms. We ended up, like, selling our house after the first one. We're like, we don't use these rooms. We don't use, like, we don't use any of this space. Why are we, like, living in this size house? We don't need this big of a house. We downsized because we didn't need to. And, like, we didn't need those spaces. We're all usually in one room, and these kids are usually playing in the family room anyways or yeah. in the kitchen area. You know, it's not... It, those bedrooms are so unused, and I think it's more so. Yeah, you might use it to like put the baby to sleep, but I, I would say, if I'm gonna put this kid to sleep in this room, are we gonna put a TV in here so I can at least watch something while I'm rocking this kid? Because I'm not rocking this kid and staring at the wall. Yeah. Uh, because like that that room is rarely used for its purpose, which is. Why, why do we think? Why do we put so much value into the, the baby's room? I think then? it's a traditional thing. It's I think there's just. I think it's just one of those societal things where people do yeah, it. Societal. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's even that much of a traditional thing, really. I think no. it's just been manufactured like you know weddings today. You know, are so overdone and so expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just another market. Like you know, f- funerals fucking cost a lot of money now. It's like it's it's one thing for someone to advertise like you need more. You it's need an, all these little things. It's, it's an like, outward monetary expression of how much you care. Yeah, but yeah. at the same yeah. time, and without trying to be dark, and I don't want to go down that road because I don't think that's the way most people think. But I think there's also something like. When I really think about it, when my kid is four or five, that's when I want his room to be, like, badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's old enough to start absorbing things at that point. Like, I want to do some huge wall mirror. Like, I, yeah. dude, I had plans when I found out I was having a boy. I had plans. <laughs> and I told it went to my wife. I had sketched out on a paper. I never yes. use paper anymore. And, like, I, I got it all ready. And I'm like, I want to do this baseball field. And it looks like Field of Dreams. And, oh, like, all yeah. This. And, he's, and she's like, Can you be my why? dad? <laughs> why? Why would you do that? Why? Because he's just a baby. Like, and and she has her she wants to make it you know blue and cute nice and cute and, and, and that's yeah. fine and of course but by the she's like if you want to do that you can do that when he's older right and, and, and I, which make is, sure he's into it that's the thing well exactly yeah. and that's the thing is I, I don't want, I don't want to pigeonhole him into as much as I we talk about baseball and I right, make right. it seem like all I do is love baseball uh, you know isn't that what, no no you no. know what honestly I really don't care I I, I the, the closer this has gotten and the more that I realize that I, that this is going to be a complete unique person that's not me it's not Mini Mike. Uh, I'm just excited to find out what he likes. That's a great name, actually. Mini Mike. Mini Mike, yeah. yeah. Or Dave. <laughs> or, or well, Dave. when I got my wife pregnant, the boys at work called me Magic Mike because clearly yeah, things are working. Awesome. You know, like, <laughs> clearly, yeah, we yeah, weren't yeah. sure, but it's swinging it around, magic, buddy. Magic Mike. Grandfather clock. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. So nursery, we all agree it's money pit. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I with our with our daughter's room, uh, it, it's probably eighty percent done right now. I think it's. It's definitely only for the parents, yeah. and and eighty eight percent for the mother. But I think it's so cute, like the yeah. it's painted. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a hobby project, right? Yeah. You're so proud of what you did because yes. you did it together, and it was yes. did it for, for a somebody, good purpose. Yes. Something that wasn't you, you know, it was yeah. for your son or for yeah. your daughter. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. I, I see the point of it from the parents' perspective perspective but i don't see if you're too logical if you're too logical it's not gonna make any sense especially right. and it's it's really the the rooms for the kid when he's older and that's going to be changed <laughs> obviously when he's older he's not going to want you know clouds giraffes baby safari yeah exactly now did now for the nurseries did you guys have themes 
Well, we're working on it right now, but it's primarily Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. stuff, Disney. blue, yeah, Disney stuff, that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah. then we're integrating some sports. So my wife got these really cool, um, like uh, Mickey and Donald and Goofy playing uh, baseball uh, stencil type things. Yeah, and yeah. She blacks it out and puts it up. So she's doing little cool, cool. little yeah. things like that, right? But I think she she felt you know what it is. She fell in love with like a bread, bedspread set, and that and then that just took off. That was yeah. it. I think that's that the way it, it goes, yeah. right? So, it can happen. Yeah. Did yeah, you? Did we, you yeah, ours are just basic. Uh, Light blue with clouds. Uh, the light fixture was uh, in both houses were like a, a sun type of light fixture, so it was almost like the sun with clouds. And Anthony actually uh, added like this little moon night light that was like a timer, so it was like uh, you know the sun clouds, and then bedtime you turn on the night light, and this moon would slowly go from a full moon to a you know, eclipse. Eclipse, yeah. We had um, we start with the an idea. Okay, the story actually starts years ago. I, when my wife and I were, were dating, I had this, um, went to this auction. I kind of wanted to impress her a little bit, throw a little money around, you know, make a count. And I uh, went to this auction where they were auctioning off things from a, from a wholesale. And they had this Tinkerbell uh, sketch. And I just thought it was kind of cute and pretty. And, and, you know, maybe I'd gift it to my, my girlfriend, who, my wife at the time, or my wife now, my girlfriend at the time. Uh, I did, but I didn't know what I was going to do with it. So I auctioned, I, I won the auction. And I kept it, and then with life happening, and we had moved, and then moved again, and then it ended up at my in-law's house. I didn't know where it was, but then when we announced we were having a girl, my mother-in-law was like, "Well, that Tinkerbell sketch would go perfect in the in the nursery," mm-hmm. and that's and and that's what it kind of started, and and that was the first part of the theme of the of the room, and then it, it ended up turning into initially we were gonna go. Uh, safari because we, we didn't know what it was gonna what the or what our child was. We found out it was a girl. It changed from a safari to an enchanted forest. Tinkerbell would have worked out well with that. And then we were looking at stencils to to draw on the wall. And then she found the starburst. And and the starburst was kind of like that that trail from Tinkerbell's wand. And uh, and we were just happy with that. And and it just kind of put the whole room together. And Dave was right when you're like it's a project. Dad, Davey, Dad, Dad, Dave. Was right. Oh I, I, boy, you should have trying, worked on that before. I was trying to think of, of something creative or something clever to say, but um, yeah, it just it ended up working out so well. So we had this lovely theme, and it really has been one of those fun projects that we've done together. Every weekend, a little bit more gets done, and now we're so close to it being done. I just can't wait to have a baby in there. Sure. Ideally, can't wait to have a baby in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we've got one more topic. We're nearing the half-hour mark, and who knows how long I rambled in the intro. Okay, Dave, Dad. Yeah. What's up? Daddy Dave. <laughs> baby shower registry versus... Baby shower registry, gifts versus cash. Show me the money! <laughs> Listen, man, you... If you haven't prepped at least 80% of what you need for your baby by now, then... What are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. You are not prepared. If you don't got 80% of that stuff down... What do you mean 80% of that stuff? Well, I'm talking like, get your crib, get your car seat, get all that stuff prepped now. Before the... Before the shower. You should have all this stuff ready. This stuff for the shower, listen, what, like I said, this, is, this goes back to like the clothing stuff. You're going to get uh, an exorbitant amount of clothing and toys, doubles of stuff, stuff that you won't need that you are going to probably never use. 
don't even bother. Just skip ahead and say, give me the money. Let me put it in his account. Let me put it where it's actually going to count and mean something for this kid down the road. Because nothing like these clothes or these toys are going to mean anything to this kid right now. Just give him that money. Plus, you know, it costs money to put on that baby shower. So, um, you know, pay for that baby shower. Pay for this baby's education or, or something down the road. Of Put it in the mutual fund, wherever the fuck it is. Uh, it's better off... Uh, what's a better way to say it? It's money well spent in the savings account rather than in material things. Right. Now, do you think that there's a balance where you can do both? Or do you, do you no. think it's just like, just hand the cash? Just give me the fucking cash. I'll oh, put what, it in my like, pocket. Don't, like, I've already, like, especially in our situation, Daniela already shopped for these things, all these thrift things, all these secondhand things. And at the most, a gift, this is what I would put on my registry, um, a car seat, a stroller. Maybe. But even the stroller we got secondhand. And we got a, a double one because we have two kids. Right. So, I mean, it was never an issue to say, oh, I would love a nice pair of jeans for my kid. Oh, these socks are so cute. Nobody cares about that stuff because my kid has probably ten pairs of socks. He probably wears the same one over and over again because yeah. he likes the color red. You know, it doesn't uh, – it really means nothing to the kid and it should mean nothing to you. Uh, so just give him that money and put it into her account because they're not going to – they're not going to need any of those things in the big picture. Mike, for the for the people who will be attending your baby shower, mm-hmm. what do you want? Do you want the registry? Do you want the cash? Ideally, I think he's absolutely bang on. Cash is uh, king, I'd like right? the cash, yeah. but at the same time, what I want for a baby shower that I probably won't attend until the last 15 minutes of it, right. minutes of it bring with flowers, wear a nice suit, yeah, take a nice yeah. picture, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's not a you can wear a suit your baby shower? Damn right I will. Oh, my God. But, you know, the thing is with baby showers, it's, it's all about for the, the women, too. Like, oh, this looks cute. It's, it's a lot of, like, like your wedding shower. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It's the same thing as doing your room. People get a thrill out of seeing or imagining a little baby in these outfits. Right. Or this nursery or this bassinet. All these stupid things that you don't need, but people get a kick out of it because, especially the older people that have had kids that are all grown up and stubborn and, you know, hate, stu- hate their kids. Yeah. Now. So, yeah, they hate their kids. But they now. love their kids and their babies. Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. they reminiscent about it and it's big for them and they enjoy buying too because it reminds them of when they were, you know, new parents. Mm-hmm. It gives everybody a thrill. But if we're going to be practical about this, then just give the money. Yeah. So my question to you is, is there a balance? Can there be a balance? Can there be a balance of maybe like a small registry, but the the, overline, the overwhelming uh, theme is like, you know, cash is going to help us out uh, more? I, t- I tell you what, you give me the cash and I'll tell, and I'll know where to put it because something that you get might not be what we had planned Most for likely good, or, or we might already have it or you're getting two of the, the, the one item, it's unnecessary for you to buy something. Uh, you know, it's going to be on a registry. That's one thing. But I don't know how the registries work. Do Once it's bought, it's off the registry and no one that's else can buy it. Still, it's just I, – I feel like it's unnecessary because it's like I'd rather you give me the money and then I can decide what I really need right. down the road, not – You know, you know. I, I want to share a story. Uh, a f- friend of ours – um, had his baby shower. It was a it was a co-ed baby shower, and he, they had like a four or five page registry, oh and and uh, there's a lot of things on there that I, I was you know whatever made sense didn't make sense like a breast pump or something that was on there. But even stuff like um, feeding bras, I was like that's kind of a little personal. Why would you put that on there? But for whatever reason, you know they felt that's what they needed. That's fine. I talked to Bernie. I said, what do I do? I've never been to a baby shower before. What should I do? She goes. 
I look like, what should I spend? How much should I be spending? She goes, well, it's a good friend, so you're probably like 50 to $100, um, and then go from there. And I'm like, okay, well, traditionally, like, we just give money. Like, uh, our background just give an envelope and you call it a day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I also felt like he's the type of person where he's so anal retentive of things. There's a reason why he did the. Yeah, he's caker. They're yeah. more to gifts than the money. Right. So I, so I bought things off the register. Brittany goes, initially, she goes, well, we'll just get like a nice outfit, like you know. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Why would I do all that extra work of going to the store, finding an outfit, packing it? I can just do the registry, done, yeah. and no, no worries. And she goes, well, whatever, it's your friend, do whatever you want. So I just did off the registry. He called me three days later and he said, hey man, I just want to thank you. Out of the whatever 50, 60 people we had at the registry, you and two other people bought us things off the registry that we actually wanted. And he spent two days of his life going back, returning things, getting store credit, then go buy things that they wanted. Because oh, people saw it on a list, then they bought it. They didn't mark it no, up. Like, no, the no, they just brought just brought oh, gifts. random gifts. Yeah. Oh God. So and, and you know that I was like, oh shit, that that can be a real big issue, I think, because I yeah. don't want I don't want. First of all, I don't want a ton of baby things anyways. I only want the necessities. And then on top of everything else, I don't want to have other shit people think I might need. Listen, okay, maybe this has been my mindset for a while, but it really spoke clear to me after watching that documentary called The Minimalist Mm -hmm. and watching these people live with, like, you know, five pairs, five pair of clothing, you know, like it's very, like, minimal stuff with clothing, with with material objects and stuff. Now, I wouldn't go as far as, like, a minimalist, but I would say let's decrease as much junk as possible because before you know it, and I'm a perfect example because even secondhand stuff, you can get carried away of buying stuff and filling up your house of junk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had tons of storage. I mean, sorry, we had an unfinished basement. It just got filled up with junk. And then I finally just, like, sat down there. Like, we were, we were cleaning the basement once in a while uh, of dust, basically. And I'm shifting around these boxes. I'm like... You're not what? a minimalist. What? No, definitely not. You guys are actually very different. An- if you, Anthony's a, no, definitely yeah, not a minimalist. Very, no, very different this, personalities, even yeah. though your brother. Like, I'm just looking at Anthony has like a really, really cool collectible place down here that it's, we podcast, it's like right? It's a museum, yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's just, but just hearing his brother talk about it, it's just, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, I, I mean, I can appreciate all these things that Anthony has in his basement. And I, yeah. I would say this is like a nice getaway for me to like see this all these things cave. at once. This yeah, is what it is. Absolutely. Right? It's, it's, it's for but, people who collect things that don't make sense to other people, which right. is perfectly fine. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. got their thing. Everybody's absolutely. Thing. I just, to me at the same time, it's a little overwhelming because mm-hmm. it's just too much stuff. And then this is what I said, like when we had all the stuff in the basement, it's like, we don't use any of this shit. Why do we have this? Like, okay, we you know, we go into our Christmas box. We have a Halloween box. We have a craft box for my for my wife. And then we have some old kid toys that really we don't need. We should get rid of. But we had tons of toys. We had tons of boxes, even old shit, old clothes. What what are we what are we doing with this stuff? Why are we but saving do you, this? Do you not have any sentimental value towards that stuff? No, or? we don't. You don't. Or we both of you guys don't. No, because really in the big picture of things, like look at mom and dad's basement, for example, yeah. full of crap. They have like a whole four shelf, uh, four 20 foot, shelf. yeah, four tier shelf, 20 feet wide, full of kitchen stuff, like pots, pans, some appliances. Of that stu- so, and I, we're way off topic, but I know, some of that stuff is I, I'm usable. Just, like, uh, well, yeah, usable. But not used. No, that's not what I mean. It's like it's like you use it once, like once. A, like a like a, a like roast a, for yeah, turkey. Ro- yeah, okay, yeah, yeah okay. Anyways, that's whatever. the one thing I can name on We're, the list. Yeah, it's me too. But I'm just saying. <laughs> no, there's also that 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 uh, deli, slicer? deli slicer. They never use that. They don't need it now. They're vegans. Okay, but. anyways. <laughs> exactly. It's there. Exactly. It's so exactly my point. You don't need it. Parents. Yeah. 
Yeah, for the past three years, three four years, years, man. Well, at least you got through life without having to deal with that. Yeah, you know what? Good. They still I, cook meat when we go around. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I don't even think I would mind that much, to be honest. So just a health health choice, life life. Yeah, life, yeah. life, life and health yeah. choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. My mom actually makes pretty good vegan food, so it's like oh, sure, it's delicious. So yeah. I grew up vegetarian the first like, oh, oh. eight years of my life. Oh wow, really? Oh, we're way off topic. Yeah. Anyways, all I'm saying is I don't want to be a hoarder, and once you start collecting too many things, it just does pile up. It's a domino effect, and I don't want to go down that road. So shit that I don't use, I get rid of right away. Yeah, Mike, you got anything that you want to add? No, I, I, I have. I think we're getting sort of more into lifestyle things as opposed to like you know just the way that we perceive you know uh, how we. It, it's interesting because it's just it's we're all products of our environment. You guys are very different, and it's and our kids are going to grow up in environments that are similar to that. Like his kids are going to learn things like uh, you know efficiency when it comes to hoarding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And your kids are going to be you know Hoarders. yeah. Well, no, it's not, I, I don't even, to me this is not hoarding. It's a passion. It's it's collection. It's it's something that means something to you. And if it means something to you and you get satisfaction out of it, right. then it's not worthless. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. This is the only room right? like this too. For the right, record. exactly. Yeah. But the, the other thing is too, we've moved like three times now, and I feel like. This is just a lot of stuff to move for the next time yeah, we move. Yeah. That's all. I, I, I've been <laughs> contemplating redoing the studio like three times, and then but you got to think about taking everything. Where am I going to put all the stuff? While I'm putting <laughs> exactly, drywall up. You know? know. Anyways, okay. Well, let's end episode four. I think we've got a lot covered here. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about delivery, man. We're not going to talk about delivery on this one. <laughs> but wait, no. It's not delivery. It's delicio. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's dad Becchio. jokes. You dad one, jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dad yeah, jokes. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. you haven't seen... That was a good segue. You yeah. haven't seen the delivery. I started watching those videos, dude, just to be ready. All right. So, Dave, the, Dave, this is your first We're Going to Be Dads podcast. We so end This every, is the fourth one? The fourth. Who has been on the other three? What dads? Uh, we have Rob Cost, who is a, a friend of mine, client of mine. And, and Kyle Schulman. And Kyle Schulman's going to be the other one as well. Um, Terry Banting from the Bourbon Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's usually a scotch drinker, I hear. He's a very much a scotch <laughs> drinker. You know what he told me the other day? He said he now doesn't drink scotch that's under $80. Oh well. So you must be thirsty. That, all the that time. sound industry must be paying. Yeah, that's that that lighting for the record. Okay, so we end every episode with a couple of dad jokes or a dad joke. Oh, listen, I, I know you sent me a text and said to have these ready, but I don't actually have any dad jokes. Like I'm thinking about what makes my kids laugh, and it's simply um, saying things that like he might watch some like TV shows, like he loves Dora the Explorer, and all I'm doing is repeating what the map on Dora says. But I'll say it a little more exaggerated, and it just cracks them up. Like, like what? I'm the map. I'm the map. He's the map. He's the map. <laughs> I'm the map. You just say it a little more animated, and they lose their shit. Yeah. And no way it can be said differently. Or, oh my God. Or, or I'll say, like, you know, my, my younger one can't speak yet, so I'll be like, Eli, what do you want to watch? And he's like, Paw Patrol. I'm like, hmm, I want to watch wrestling. Cal, what do you want to watch? I want to watch wrestling too. <laughs> and Cal doesn't talk. And Cal doesn't yeah. talk. So Eli's like, "What? <laughs> no!" And he just he cracks up. But it's just like silly things like that make him laugh. I don't have any like dad jokes yet, but I'm, dad jokes are typically just cheesy, cheesy puns. You or know? hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Well. All right, Mike, you got something? I got four. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> save some for this, another. This guy's no, prepared no, no, to be I'm a dad. To okay. I'm, I'm, He's ready these to be are a all the quick one-liners. So okay. if I go, if I do one or two, I'm. I'm it's not. It's not a full. It's like full sex. Course. I'm done before I start. Um, <laughs> Let's hear. So the, <laughs> I've been Let's talking to my then. brothers about it. So um, my my father is a, the king of the the one liner dad jokes, and uh, my brothers gave me a few. Uh, it's great to talk to my brothers about this because it just reminds you of all the stupid crap that your father said over the time. <laughs> so why do crabs never change? Uh, never give to. Uh, why do crabs never give to charity? 
Why? Because they're shellfish. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you call cheese? These are all ones that he's used. What do you call cheese that isn't yours? Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. Oh. Yeah, that, Kanye West. That reminds me of my dad's famous... What what animal do you not play cards with? I told this joke already. Uh, okay. I don't know. A oh, cheetah. Cheetah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> so we drive by a graveyard, and people. Uh, my dad would say people must be dying to get in there. <laughs> and I'll end off with... I wouldn't buy anything in Velcro. It's a total ripoff. Oh, boy. Those are tips. I like it. I like it. <laughs> you know what? They're, they're just punny enough that yeah. you, know, you, can, you can get a laugh out. Yeah. Do you ever remember the first dirty joke dad ever told us? I told us? this last last time. Did you? Yeah. I, told, oh, I should have listened. Actually I, to, actually, I told this in the future, episode six, I told this. Oh, you're talking about the big dick joke, right? Oh, no, not that one. Oh. The, the horse. No, I'm thinking of a big dick joke. Do you so want to tell that should one? Should I then? say it? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say this. How dad said it to us because dad has a really weird way of giving the punchline. <laughs> Maybe I'll just say it the proper way. Yeah, say the proper way first. So this guy walks into the doctor's office and the doctor says, what's the problem? And the guy says, doctor, I have a problem. I can't get my dick hard. He said, well, let's open it up and see. And he opens up his pants and his dick is like down to his knees. And the doctor says, holy smokes, that's a huge dick. He's like, yeah, but I can't get it hard. <laughs> She's like, well, well, what can we do? He's like, I don't know. Can you chop it off or something? So the doctor says, okay, well, maybe we'll cut it back about a foot and see what's comfortable. So he chops off um, too much, more than a foot. He cuts off, you know, majority. Let's say majority of his dick. So the guy comes out of surgery and he says, doctor, doctor, I feel so much better. I can have sex, but I could use a couple extra inches. I think you took off too much. And the doctor responds by saying, I'm sorry, but we've misplaced the rest of your penis. <laughs> that's the gist of it. I remember that saying that. That was like, we were in the car. I think we may have been driving to Florida or something. I can't remember. It was like some road trip. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, Dad's telling us a dick joke. Yeah. I was like blown away. Now, just your dad, just to quickly interlude. My dad tells the same jokes every two and a half months. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the, th- the great thing about my father is that, is that a, he laughs at his own jokes mm-hmm. harder than everybody, mm-hmm. which I think is yeah. a requirement of a quality dad joke yes. is the delivery. And secondly, is he uses them so often that as soon as he starts, like, like one or two words into it, we're already starting to laugh. And now that we're all 30, 25, or whatever, he starts to laugh, and he doesn't even get to joke. Like, we've been, <laughs> yeah. going, we've been going through this for so long that we, he doesn't even have to f- complete jokes anymore. We just start yeah. laughing, right? That, that's, that, that's a joy my, of good family yeah, jokes. Our, our yeah. dad will give the punchline. Like, he would have said... So you're playing cards with a cheetah, and who do you not want to play cards with? That's an animal. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly a cheetah. All backwards. It's always backwards. All right, let me get my dad joke out. I thought it was pretty, pretty funny, pretty clever. Go on. I'm I'm trying. Okay. Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? No. No. What happened? (laughs) It's okay. He woke up. <laughs> nice. Do you, you not get it? Yeah, I get it. The you, kid is do you have to explain it's a pretty terrible oh, that's joke. That's uh, I'm smiling. That's the most you're gonna get out of me. All right. With that being said, this is the end of episode four of We're Gonna Be Dads. Daddy Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for bestowing your education upon us. I just got started, man. I got lots more up in yeah. here. All right. Well, maybe we'll have you on in a future episode. Mikey, take us home. Oh, thanks, everybody, uh, as always, for listening. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with this one, and we hope that uh, you like that offside stuff that we get into. I actually enjoyed that ramble. I think I, I said it last time when we did the Alone with the Coach. We do our best stuff when we get off topic, I think, right? That's true. So, That's true. 
That's Good stuff what podcasting's all about. Yep. That's it. All right, Dave, you want to sign us off with anything? Wait, wait, you have a pretty not PG-13 sign-off on the regular podcast. I'll do a G-rated sign-off. How about that? All right, safe for kids. All right, you can take your pee-pee out of the PB now. We're uh, done. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>